0: Hello, this is Pumpkinberry, but you may know me as Narrator Vindin. Thank you so much for tuning into this story. If you enjoy it, please take a moment to rate and review. It really does help us. And for more content like it, you can visit our website at tablestory.tv. You can also find easy links to follow cast members and tablestory.tv discord to join our active and wonderful community. Without further ado, let's begin.
1: Hag's Hollow should have been named Hedge Hollow, for the figure it was named after was no hag at all, but a very peculiar hedge witch. Grinsel Thornheart wasn't born a witch, nor in Din. But by the time she built her home in the valley east of Lurching, she understood enough to know her place of hermitage was strange. Flora, fungi, all seemed to grow better here, doubly so for anything with magical or medicinal properties. At first, Grinsel explained this away with just lucky weather and good soil. But by season 12, she knew that even she, in all her worldly wisdom, could not explain it. By season 5, her modest garden had become a thicket. By season 12, it had become a forest. And until then, the oddest din had ever seen. Peculiar weeds grew upside down, roots exposed to the sky instead of the dirt. Flowers bloomed in bold and bright patches, and large, looming and singing mandrake trees became an alluring attraction for many travellers din wide. And Hag's Hollow had grown beyond one witch's hermitage into a lively town. It's hard to pinpoint when the mandrake grove began walking. Like the rest of Hag's Hollow's curious vegetation, their roots had always been exposed. Locals bickered over land disputes with their neighbors, claiming trickery or blaming the grovelin, a religious faith dedicated to the grove itself. But eventually the grove had moved entirely outside the town limits, taking their song with them, like a rolling thunderstorm taking generations to pass. The walking wood could be heard for miles until one day, It could be heard no more. Hag's Hollow, their prosperity all but strangled by the loss of their magical mandrake grove, slowly became a ghost town, its residents trickling out year after year. Now home to a small set of oddballs, alchemists and a select few scholars and scientists studying, or worshipping, the new encroaching dark forest spreading in from the south. Hag's Hollow is but a shell of what it once was, its heart and soul deserted, a town now hauntingly taunted by its name.
2: Jude.
3: I might need some help over here. Leah.
4: I'm coming! I uh, walk up to Jude and I assess her wounds. What is the extent of her damage?
5: I'm...
3: very hurt. My legs are very damaged. And I've been on a... Laying on the ground, prone for for a bit. I, I think. Okay. I was raised magically in the air, but I don't know if I'm still have the strength at the moment.
4: All right. No. 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 I, I I walk up towards Jude and I lay her back on her back and I go still. Who still? still. Uh,
5: mm-hmm. I t-
4: remove my uh, sword from my back and I. Uh, give it to her to hold to place uh to hold by the hilt placing to, uh, facing towards her feet as if almost like in a funeral rite and i am going to try to transmute her injuries into the sword
2: okay
0: uh, go ahead and roll for that. Okay. Do you have a special ability or is it Dine only? It's a special ability. Okay. It's right. Dine. It,
4: well, it's Dine, yes. Yeah. Um...
0: Special ability under Dine, but that's all right.
4: Right. Do I have a shift on this?
0: Uh, you do. You are very close with Jude. Right. Uh, 20 shift. Okay.
4: Uh, still only a partial success. So, I, um, looking at you, what happens is that uh, you might have noticed if you pay attention to the sword that I've been wielding that it has engravings on it, uh, in a language that uh, no one here truly understands or knows or even has any recollection of. Every single time I've cast using the weapon has some sort of conduit that runes glow. When I try using it in this way, when I've used it in this way before, the runes glow. And you notice that even though it's not a perfect situation, her bleeding stops, it subsides. You see it's almost as if the clock is being wound back the most grievous of wounds, broken bones, if any, start to unbreak. But Uh, as if you hear it, you feel it. You feel that feeling as if the wounds are reopening or reclosing, but then it's gone. Be careful, Uh, be careful. Still, Jude, still. (sighs) But you notice that as her wounds heal, the blade starts to glow a bit more. The runes start to emanate more of this golden light. And uh, I look towards her and I try and assess her wounds now. I mean, like uh, for the most part, I feel as if I've healed her. It's just been fairly traumatic. I'm still getting used to this but I'll leave it in the hands of the narrator and Jude as to how well I did.
0: I think what I'd like to do is that um, you're distracted, because it's at this time that some of the lizards technically are still alive. You rush to Jude to help her, uh, but right. two lizards do lunge, and it is astrea that stops them. Uh, Straya, could you remind us what it looks like when you slaughter these, uh, these creatures quite suddenly?
6: Right. Um, I rush towards these creatures with my two blades in hand, and I lunge towards them, and all of a sudden, you see this other image of me, but she's wearing this beautiful cloak. It's almost as if, like, the stars were plucked from the skies and put onto it. And she's flickering. And in an instant, these creatures are all decimated, just in a cloud of, uh, of blood and viscera. And you'd see the two, myself and the other me, standing next to each other. And the other me flickers and disappears.
0: So I think this maybe distracts you, Lear? and so okay. you do feel like you've healed her, uh, and in a way you have, it's just gonna take her some recovery time. I don't want to take that away from you, um, but I think that's what the partial is, just that instead okay. of the remaining 100% focused on her, you are distracted enough to notice this, and okay. that, that's all. you still heal like- just fine.
4: Right, so her wounds have been healed, but there's going to be some, some time you might need to just take it easy Drill Instructor Don't push yourself uh, There might still be swelling you might still feel Thank you Numb thank And
3: you. Uh, what, Thank What you. was The pain was so real I, I thought I Were there two Estrellas.
4: I I think uh, so
2: I then think my illusion. Vision must be Maybe I'd like to assess if it was an illusion. I'm not sure if uh, I was something I would know about. Okay, most go likely, ahead. sir. Yeah, go ahead and roll for it. Um, I believe you have unlocked
0: the Dying tree, correct? So you have like a knowledge or yep, arcane something skill. Is that correct or no?
2: Um, <clears throat> sort of. I have uh, Illusory magic is my main yeah. skill in magic, so okay. I could just roll that, I suppose. You could to, like determine like for like. Sure. Go for it. <clears throat> Success. Uh,
0: Astra, I'll let you answer that. Yes,
6: Um, it is indeed some sort of an illusion. Um, I don't think you would really understand exactly how, uh, I would possess something like that, especially given, like, the amount of, uh, prowess with magic that you have seen so far. Um, it's definitely strange, but it is definitely some sort of illusory magic.
2: I frown towards Astraea, and then, uh, but tear my eyes away and continue looking at Jude, making sure that Jude is okay, first and foremost.
0: Also, just to remind everyone, and by everyone, I mean those watching, uh, Titus turned into a spider, and he is crawling up Raz's arm at this point, right? You just are going to sit on top of Raz for a moment?
7: That is correct. Uh, the plan is to try and heal Raz's wounds as he fights the rest of these lizards.
0: Well, they're all gone. Astrea killed them all.
7: Well then, so none I made- begin to crawl over Razroth, bringing little bandages or spider stitches across Raz Raz's body using spider silk.
0: Perfect. Go ahead and roll for that. Oh my god. He is very, very wounded, so you just rolled a 22, which is doubles, critical success. Um, One of the best critical successes you can get, actually, because it's 11 is the only one that beats it, Um, which means Raz is healed. Nearly completely, let's say completely, because uh, it is double. So, what happens? What does this look like?
7: I begin to move so quickly around Razroth's body that this spider cat, a cat, a spider the size of a cat, is moving so fast. It's almost a, a gray blur around Razroth's body, and I'm just pulling stitches all along him. And by the time he's done, he was kind of sinking, sagging, you know, bleeding profusely, and now mm-hmm. you notice kind of a change in his posture as as he's fully brought back to health.
0: Mm, he opens his mouth to thank you and then is gone. Popped out of existence in a familiar magical light, for some of us anyway, we would recognize it as the apprentice. And a note appears in its stead, floating down slowly to the ground which means, I believe, Titus, that you fall. (laughs) But you're a spider, so you're fine, but you would fall basically six feet uh, because you're up on his shoulder, and then you fall down to the ground uh, next to this little note.
7: I take a good gander at it to see what it says.
0: Can you read in your spider form? I mean,
7: I... I like to picture it as Mm -hmm. I take my vocal cords and through magic, I transfer that into Uh actual human... English. Can
0: anybody hear it, or are you doing it telepathically?
7: I'm doing it telepathically. Ooh. Uh, Okay. So to normal people, I just sound like some weird giant spider cat, and to friends and allies alike, I sound like me.
0: Okay, well, in that case, you may read the note aloud, if you so choose.
7: I pick up the note with my little spider pincers and scurry over to Estrella to read it, and it says, "Grabbed Raz. Hag's Hollow will have guards. The rest of you should be fine. Get what info you can and then meet at the Eastern entry to Pardland as soon as you can. Be careful and vigilant, as always. And I sort of hop up onto her shoulder and drop the note into her hands.
0: You're doing that telepathically. Does everybody hear that or just her?
7: I think they all would hear it. Okay, perfect. At least, I would submit the signal to all of them.
0: Wonderful.
6: Please keep I'll just hold up the note towards everybody.
4: What? Again?
2: I mean, when he comes back, he might have some useful knowledge. Maybe. What? What has Raz okay, got to do with Hex Hollow, anyway? <laughs>
4: That's what I want to know.
6: Considering the current climate, I suppose, um, in general, he's not really too good to have around around people or travelers.
5: I, I see, were, I look back. probably
6: still have some things to talk about, anyway.
0: Would you like to rest here? Or would you like to push forward a bit before you rest? Or not rest before at all? Before we go anywhere. Mm-hmm.
3: Before we go anywhere, I must jump off of this uh, sand stair ledge that I created during this fight.
0: Yes. That magic. Um, Thank you for remembering. So I...
3: Yes. So I lift my, I'm very exhausted, uh, everything hurts, um, which I think will actually help with the impact, because I'm gonna kind of be dead weight a little bit, um, and I just drag myself up to the sledge and jump down. (sighs) I'm
4: going to need that sword back, the drill instructor. I see that she's gotten up she's still, she's still holding it and uh,
5: of
3: course
4: as right. as I reach out to grab the sword from her, there's a bit of an extra sort of like a inner glow coming out of it and uh, almost as if you know when you touch something after like you've been statically charged and you zap it, I feel like there is a bit of that happening between us, and, um... As I grab this sword from her, it's strange, the sword itself feels almost twice as heavy as it once was. Um... I suppose... A, uh, cost. For... Using it in this fashion. But as that happens, that jolt gets surged into you, Jude. And... That pain, that uh, sluggishness that you felt momentarily almost seems to dissipate entirely. And I nod at you and I sheath the sword back.
3: I don't remember that being part of our lessons.
4: <laughs> um, well, I have a few tricks up my sleeves too I suppose yes good <sighs> I think my expression here then kind of stiffens I look back to Vega who gave me a look before and what was that about
2: I just looked Aliyah I'm sure it won't be a problem, right? You're under the radar. Nobody knows anything about you.
4: So it would seem. Maybe, any maybe re- we should uh, disguise put this back up. Around. Yeah. Okay. Um. How do we do that? How would you do that?
5: Hmm.
2: It's hard to say. I don't really know much about Hex Hollow, to be honest, only the... <sighs> I don't really know much about Hex Hollow. Right. Uh, just the rumors that I've heard. It's a very strange place. Very strange. Magical, even. So using magic to try and disguise you... Maybe that's not the best thing. Okay. I'm sorry, just
3: to clarify. We all saw Titus turn into a spider a second ago.
7: It, yeah, what's what's the big deal?
3: The spider is speaking.
7: Well, the spider has a name. It's it's me,
4: but sure. Surprisingly, not the weirdest thing to happen to us on our adventures so far, but Two it's up there. And
3: a spider, Titus
2: okay. We should uh, find somewhere to rest and talk about this. I think these bodies here are probably more likely to attract other predators than they are to keep us safe.
4: Right. Perhaps we should stack them or something, leave them in one place, that way if predators do come, they go there instead so towards us, no? Huh? I'm no survivalist.
7: I think I have an idea. Narrator, how tall are the bones of this creature that was left behind?
0: Oh, it's a... You mean the Dalamir and its rider? Companion? Correct. Yeah. Um, well, Dalamir are like uh, horse-sized or small, in between a pony and a horse-sized uh, peacock-type um, mount. So essentially it's about that big uh, and then oh. nestled up in the center as if they were laying together would be the bones of a 15, 16 year old uh, human.
7: Gotcha. Well, we could rest here. I can make us some hammocks in between those bones and then I could hang the corpses of the lizards from somewhere else. That way, if there are predators around, we know they're coming.
2: I think we already had this conversation about desecrating the corpses, right? Maybe. Uh,
7: Uh, Right.
2: But perhaps we could have
3: luck with a similar idea somewhere else.
7: Sure.
6: Yeah. Are you alright to push forward a little bit? We can have you on the Delamere for now.
3: Me? I'm... Fine. Yes, I'm I'm fine. I'm feeling much better actually. Everyone else alright.
4: Yeah. Okay. Thanks to you.
2: I did nothing. Oh come off it. You know you did something. You were all incredible, actually. It was incredible watching you all fight. That was pretty spectacular.
3: And with
0: that... That astrayer, I have a lot of questions. Oh, yes. Me too. Uh, but with that, our heroes continue onward. Uh, they will be following the canyon, the desert, but it used to be a river. So I think, uh, imagine, as they're doing that, I think there's probably a feeling of heaviness. Not quite sadness or despair, but just the realization that their pathway that they walk along used to be something that you know kept the world alive it now protects them from the heat during the day and the immense cold at night finally you find a place to stop and set up camp so one of you should have the ability to uh, put up the campfire oh I already have it on the scene prepared and ready to go. Amazing. Is that okay? Where you would like to be? Is everybody okay being in that section? If not, just go ahead and move yourselves. Oh, Fine Raz is not by here. Me. I will fix that. And um, that's
4: where Raz would go if we had one.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Boop. Now there are uh, bones of other creatures as you walk along. Um, this one would have been a fish in the river so you see a lot of that as well but yes you set up camp and you begin to rest uh, probably just as uh, nightfall is beginning
5: Mm. alright
4: nightfall Mm. sorry no please go on I was
5: just thinking aloud
3: Australia, that's uh, an interesting bit of magic you have there. I could have sworn there were two entire
2: of you. Where'd you learn? Yeah. I know you can do magic, but that was, I mean, something else. I know you probably won't believe
6: me, but that's never happened before.
2: Did you do it? What I um
6: I, I don't know. I I mean I I barely understand magic in general, as it is, right? Um So I wasn't hallucinating, there was There was another one. But it wasn't yes. it wasn't me. It was
2: Hmm. So you weren't even sure you were doing it yourself? That's incredible. Interesting. It was dressed different. It wasn't like, um... Yeah, no, they were. They had a, um... A a cloak! Uh... I mean, a a fancy-looking cloak as well. Not a bit like my staff, actually. And I hold out my staff, which is the one that Erophir created for me, which is made of star stuff. It certainly didn't seem like a pure glass reflection. Mm.
4: Not by a long shot.
2: So did you feel did it? Feel? Did, you, did you... Could you control it? What were you doing? How did you... Did you notice when it left? It...
6: It all just... It happened so fast. I, um... <laughs> I just saw you all getting... overwhelmed by them, and I... I don't know, I, um... I felt this need... to be more than I am. I don't know how to describe it. Hmm.
3: Interesting. Did you call on yourself to help? Like, more than you are? You, if you were more? Yeah, I guess so.
6: Um, ever since I, uh, I was young, before I became a ward and what have you, things were not easy at all. It's really alone. It's really bad. Um, I used to have this imaginary version of myself that I would hold up on a pedestal. And she was the answer to all my questions. <laughs> Come she was my friend. Are you my Thanks. friend? It's easier to have faith in other people.
4: Sure. Every day. Uh,
6: it's kind of like that when things get really bad, or if I uh, feel like I can't do something. Like I need that extra edge, or I need. Bolster of belief. I just. I guess somewhat meditate on it? I don't know. Um. It's strange.
4: Astrea, for what reason were you chosen to become a ward for Razroth?
6: I'm not exactly sure myself. I think, um. Well, I've always been gifted in combat. I've always been gifted with. well. magic, albeit not in a sense where I'm very good at controlling it, so to speak. That's why Rosworth ended up having these stones made for me. And why they're in my sword?
2: or swords.
5: Hmm. I could I see?
2: Could I look at them?
6: Yeah, of course. Here. And I'll place them in front of the fire
2: so that everybody can see it. And I just want to look at these stones that she's mentioned, and I'm assuming they're like a conduit sort of for magic.
0: Yes. Um, so I think you're familiar with the dynestones, right? I think I must be at this point. Yeah, I think so, probably too. Okay, so dynestones are relatively rare. Uh, however both uh, sets of crew here uh, would have had the resources to procure maybe a few Um, but just so that those watching understand it is incredibly rare to see these Um, they are either conduits um, or sometimes they are almost like um, restraining belts So sometimes people who do not have control, but have a lot of explosive power, will use these to kind of rein that in and uh, make it somewhat more tolerable or reasonable for them to handle. Um, Most people, however, are using it to amplify. Um, I'm trying to be very careful how I describe this because it's it's not just making magic stronger. Magic is already that strong but it is allowing them to control it in a way that it would make it more powerful or more focused for them to do so. Um, mm-hmm. Focus, pretty
2: much. Mm-hmm. Right. You can do something on a small scale very acutely, and then make sure yes. the uh, the stone makes it a larger That's effect. right, that's right.
0: So you might remember back to the lecture about, you know, taking your magic down the mountain, and either just, you know, dumping water down there or g- going very precisely and hitting all your target points. That's what this stone essentially does. Uh, and it now, is made out a- of dyne, which is where Din got its mm-hmm. name. Um, and those are the stones from the sky. And they're very rare because they, you know, they're not necessarily found in the earth that you know of. Most of the stones have washed up.
2: Can I get a sense, like an echo from these stones as to like how australia has been using them? Ooh, you can try. Go ahead and roll for it. I guess I'll just do a regular dine roll. Yeah. Do I get a shift? Because Australia you and I kind of have a connection. Yes,
0: I love that. Lawyer me. 10, <laughs> Ten works. I was actually going to, let's do 20 because I was going to give you 10 for your time with Eru. Uh, Ooh, so partial success. So I don't know if the sheets are doing the math. Oh, okay. Uh, so why don't we go ahead for this episode and do the math before I double check? So that mm-hmm. would make it a full-on success if I'm mm-hmm. reading that correctly. Okay, thank you. Um, so, Astrea, I'm gonna let you describe how you use these. And if I need to fill in or step up and help, I will do so. But I'd like to see what you think.
6: Well, in terms of how Istria would use them, from a mechanical standpoint, she channels all of her energy into these um, pieces of stone within the sword, right? Mm -hmm. Um, In order to kind of act as a focus of sorts. Mm -hmm. Um, For her, though, the way that she's been using it is to tone it down and to control things more. from what you could tell, from anyway, regardless of anything, from your interactions with me, Astray um, is not the most stable.
5: Mm. In general,
6: she's very chaotic, just emotionally, um, and with that, it makes sense then that her magic would also, in turn, be that
2: sort of a way as well. Feels familiar in a strange way have you ever fully unleashed anything you're capable of before
6: yeah um I once destroyed most of our garden.
0: And just to clarify, by our garden, you mean the entire garden of Bryngard, correct? Just so people aren't envisioning a tiny little backyard Mm -hmm. plot, this is the entire garden of, uh, keep Bryngard.
2: Yeah, that was really bad. Uh, an outburst, or just... I guess so. I guess you could say that. Yeah.
6: I was trying, uh, really hard to control myself and it was frustrating.
2: <laughs> Very frustrating. Bet you did it. Hmm. Were you learning to before these stones or. Were these what held you in place? And I tried for a while. Um,
6: and it took a lot of meditation, a lot of, um, that same thing that I talked about with kind of placing that trust within that other version of myself because it makes it easier, I guess. I don't know. Um, but then that whole situation happened, and uh,
2: oh. that's when Stone showed up soon after. Showed up. They presented no. themselves to you, or did no, someone no, gave them no, to no, you?
6: No. <laughs> no, it was a it was a gift from Roswell.
2: Um, oh, mm. makes sense. Interesting. Because for me, you've always You've always seemed quite controlled. But I can see that it takes a lot of effort for you to get there. It's painful. I wonder if this illusory self is like a manifestation of your your self-conscious or your your subconscious creating somebody who can fight for you. Two blades, two stones. Hmm. You've conjured up this perfect version of yourself who fights harder, makes the right choices, does everything you think you fail at doing, and they come to bat for you when you need them. Yeah. Be like the ultimate focus. We should try experimenting with that more, that could be fun. Although it seems like it comes out in your time of need, so maybe... Hmm. There has to be ways of doing that in a controlled environment, right? That's what I've had to do all this time. Take everything that I want to do and just bring it back down and figure out how to do it over and over and over again. Jude can tell you how many times we've had to sit there and just do the same thing over and over because I just want to do anything but. (sighs) But I'm sure you've had the same lessons. Oh.
6: It would be interesting to learn about, I guess, but, um... What type of magic even even, would this be considered?
2: Well, it seems to be illusory, but people mistake illusion magic. They think illusion magic is just making people see something that isn't there, when that isn't the case. If you get good enough at illusion magic, you are creating. You are making something in the world that is so real that people... I mean, they can die to it. It's not an illusion, really, for most people, it's reality. And that's what that was, really, that was... That was a reality.
3: I suppose under those circumstances, what is an illusion, then? Could we be illusions?
2: You know, I had this argument with Erephir over and over and over again, uh, the time that I spent with him. What is real, if you can create an illusion so, so real, you craft it into your mind, how can you trust anything you've ever known, anybody you've ever known, your past, your future, how can you trust any of it? If you can create something, I could have created all of you right now. How would I trust myself enough to know?
4: I suppose if you're powerful enough, what does it matter? If it feels real, and it looks real, then surely it's real no? What is real?
3: The comfort that you find in the other astrea that's real. She was there for you when you needed her, and continues to do so. She matters.
2: The way I see it, illusions on so grand a scale would take so much, so much power, so much focus to imagine all of you as individuals doing your own thing all the time. I can't imagine how much effort that would take, how many years of planning and preparation. You couldn't just do that on the fly unless... unless you were incredibly powerful.
4: I... Look at Vega, and then Jude, and I say, All I know is that, even if I'm not real, you are. Both of you. To me, I feel like that's enough. (laughs) This got all too philosophical all of a sudden, didn't it? (laughs) <laughs> I turn to the spider beside me. And I say, I suppose, enough grilling Astrea. Since uh, Razroth is not here at the moment, I'm going to pass that question that I asked Astrea on to you. What made you become a ward? How and why were you chosen?
7: My parents knew pretty early on that I was going to be a ward. I remember sitting in our little cottage and I was always so hyper, more hyper than I am now. And they thought it was just a a big appetite right I could eat for days weeks I was like the rubbish bin anything you put in front of me I'd eat there was a day in particular where we were having dinner and I was eating my usual three fair shares and very slowly everything around me was floating and for a moment time just stopped this look on their faces this pride it was scary to me not because of what was happening but because of what was to come I didn't want to leave my ma and pa but I guess we don't get to choose our duty right I suppose not. I think I still would've. But it would've been nice to have a choice. (sighs) The whole spider thing didn't really come until I started the train. Originally just push and pulls. Those were easy.
4: And, uh, this so-called spider thing. What is that? Heritage? Or something else?
7: Well. Early on training with Raz and Estrella, we realized that my blood has something in it. I remember me and Raz were Prowling once and he'd been complaining all day that his eye was bothering him blurry for whatever reason i said he slept on it wrong but he argued it was something different and i remember raz just landing this left hook in the right spot and i spit directly into his eye and he felt better he said his eye had felt the best he'd ever felt in his life so then we started to investigate and do a little research, and apparently, some wizards, mages can transmute their blood into magic. That's often why, before a spell, I need some sort of sacrifice a uh, bite on the hand, saliva, what have you. And then I see. I learned how to do this and I do a little circle as a spider around him.
4: I recoil slightly. I mean, he is still a spider. And uh, I retort, that has to be the most interesting story I've ever heard from a spider before. <laughs> well woven. <laughs> so... You don't have any family with this ability of yours. You're the first. As far as I know. I see. Well, Raz is lucky to have you. And you, Australia, of course.
2: Have you ever tried transmuting into anything else?
7: Always a just a spider. why spiders creatures don't seem to work for me
2: hmm. what happens
7: well Raz and I realized there was a connection between all this when we started looking at how blood works and how blood works specifically in spiders spiders can move their blood through their veins effortlessly And we figured out that's where I get my push and my pull because of this pressure that's built up inside of my blood. Hmm. And maybe that link between blood and magic and me being able to do this, it's all in there somewhere.
2: I wonder if we created a whole new creature that could use their blood in a similar manner if you'd be able to transmute in the same way.
7: I never thought of that.
2: Might be worth looking in. You could if make your own chance. creature up. Right.
4: right. I wonder. Now, here's a question I've heard before from my present company. If you could be any animal, what would you be? But I think that door's much wider open for you. You could literally go, I want to be parts of this with. Parts of that, elements of this, all within this same sort of mechanism. <laughs> I'm not going to put you on the spot, but, uh, that's something to
7: think about now. Oh, I already have my answer. What's that? I would like to have a snake's venom on a line with wings. I I'm see. I'm finding a spider as well. I also just wish I could be this, but but huge, massive, no, the size thank of a you. house. No,
6: thank you. I guess one of the paws would be uh, a pincer, then.
4: Like <laughs> some majestic manticle. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> huh. I look to my wards. And, uh, well, I already know why. I wouldn't even say I picked you, but I feel every day it's rather the opposite. But since we're sharing, Jude, maybe perhaps you could recall to them what is it you do? How is it you do it? Why are you my ward? I think now more than ever we could use this information to maybe perhaps help us going forwards, working together.
3: Um, I believe that uh, my value has always been in my consistency. Stability. Training. Modesty. Well, is that not all it is in some regards? It's a commitment and, um, deliberate choice every day. (laughs) You make a choice every day. In everything you do, and if you don't make a choice, you're still making a choice. So I just choose a version of that, where I'm in control of as much of the outcome as possible. In terms of what I can do, I must be frank, uh, Up until recently, I thought I was pretty stalwart in my clean, simple, um, fair magic. I was never a brilliant caster like Vega or you, Lear. I'm a stone but as of recently, I feel there may be more options for me yet to find something that makes sense for me.
2: I have a theory. Hmm. I mean, there's a reason you're the drill instructor. You're the tactician. You're the person we can rely on to make all the plans. And yet every single time you make a plan, you always seem to just know. You always seem to know the right direction to go. And you can say it's preparation and it's everything you've ever learned and everything you've ever been taught, put together to make informed choices. But I don't think it is. I think there's something more to that. I think you, you have a sense for what's going to happen you have a sense for intrinsically understanding so much that you don't even need to try you just do it you just know the right pathway to take the right course of action to take and you might argue well why would i get hurt if i know what's going to happen well maybe that's because that's the only course of action that means the most positive outcome You know, we spent a lot of time training in divination, trying to see what's going to come forward so you can use it to affect the now. And I think you've had a knack for that all along, you just haven't known what it was. It's just a part of you, so fundamental that you just don't even need to think about it. You just make good choices.
4: You know, I felt it. The way you describe her, that's our Jude. I turn to Raz's too, and I say, with Jude, you'll find the most steadfast companion you could ever ask for. Modest as she may be, she is truly the uh, anchor of our team.
6: Focus?
2: Correct.
3: Alright, I think that's getting a bit too exaggeration. No.
2: I don't think we're exaggerating enough.
4: <laughs> just wa- just watch us.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I suppose that just leaves you, Vega. Uh,
2: I mean, it's hard to talk about. I mean, I've mentioned it to you, but it feels well, like I know. a sin. I know, but I never wanted to be a ward.
5: Well, uh,
6: you're not alone in that.
2: <laughs> it's Lear and Jude that made me change my mind decide that I wanted to do this in the end. But I didn't want to do this. I was quite happy, you know, I had, uh, my family. We had a bakery. And I started doing these strange magical things, not knowing how or why but knowing that I wanted to keep them hidden I'd heard what they did to the kids who showed talent they took them away they never came back they went away they trained they weren't the same when you heard about them years later I didn't want that I was happy I was I had my family I had everything I could have needed right there and then so I hid Everything that I learned, I hid it away for years. And then one day... I don't recall what happened, but my parents were accused of... something to do with the keep. Somebody thought maybe they'd... tried to hurt some of the people inside the keep. They'd maybe poisoned some of the goods they were trusted in the castle to provide. And they lost a lot of their privileges, even though they denied it. Even though we knew they were innocent, they hadn't done anything wrong, but they lost a lot of their identity, what made them who they were. So... Even back then, I knew the only way to curry favor would be... The only way to help would be to use what I had. Help them get back on their feet. We all know that the wards are treated differently. The families serve for life. So I let it happen, and I started training. I made a scene, showed people what I could do, and... Ended up with these two. What's your definition of a scene? Well, I went into the middle of the town and... I don't recall quite what I did, but there was a fountain, it was very messy, and a lot of people were very angry at me. (laughs) This was before the drought, before water was even a concern, I suppose, so... Didn't matter too much if I flooded the square, but... I don't know. That was a nuisance as well. (laughs) Those first few months of training, I was a pain in the ass.
4: That you were.
3: (laughs) I can't imagine you were very good at hiding it because all I've known of
2: you is an inability to hide. (laughs) I suppose once I realized that I had no choice, I wanted to help my family, I decided there was no point in hiding anyway. There never But is. until that point… Yeah. I think you're right. I know that now. I mean, what was I hoping to do? Just pretend I… Pretend I couldn't do anything for the rest of my life? And sometimes I still wonder what it would have been
7: like. Oh, me too. They should take me to county <laughs> fairs and just… I'd win all the eating competitions. That would have <gasps> been a nice life. I wouldn't have minded that. Just a kid that can eat a lot of pies? It's a good <laughs> life.
2: You should have tried my mom's pies. Maybe the you best. had. Who knows? They traveled a lot. <laughs> it's
7: a nice thought.
3: I was grateful to become a ward. Ward life is a better life. For me, anyway.
4: If it is any consolation, I am more than grateful to have you.
5: Consolation.
4: And... <laughs>
3: <sighs> there you are, quite stupid sometimes.
4: <laughs> Guilty.
3: Wards have beautiful lives because of The family that we've been given by you and by Raz. (sighs) I can't imagine it's easy for either of you. There's a reason that we are with you. And the fact that our existence is a necessity is difficult, I'm sure.
4: Would that such a life could be given to everybody. But uh, I suppose duty is duty.
3: I've... Is that a duty
4: well, that I've thought long and hard about well my life, really. What is it that I do that somebody else couldn't? You, Vega, you had to prove yourselves time and time again. But I train, but I'm nowhere near as capable of either of you two. I I was simply born into it, you know?
2: I've trained you your whole life, and I disagree. You'd be doing Jude a disservice to say that by now, anyway. I if you've know. You've been training gun Jude all this time, and you're still nowhere near as good than I. Leah. Come on. Frankly, if i <sighs> so.
3: I mean. I'll never
2: forget this.
5: Uh.
6: <sighs> From an outside perspective, if I may. Of course. The amount of love that you have for your wards. That ferocity, it's palpable, from the minute we met. I could tell what your intentions genuinely were. That's why I put my guard down so fast.
4: There's power in duty, I suppose, but there's greater power in love. And, you know, it's taken a while, but I love these two.
6: There's also one more thing. You talk about how Jude always knows what to do, the two of you. But you are so quick and creative in your responses to these things that happen to all of us. You (laughs) are… You could make something out of nothing, it seems.
4: Well… I mean… Not out of nothing per se, but, uh… I'll take that as a compliment, I suppose. Mm.
5: Of course.
7: I guess… We all have our strengths. And speaking of our strengths, I'm going to take first watch and I scurry off into the darkness and try to hide my spider-like body.
4: I hope he doesn't get used to that.
6: (laughs) He's got to work on it a little bit. He's not as good as me at sneaking around, it seems, even in his spider
3: form. (laughs) See his outline there?
4: Right. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> the lights are
3: uncanny. Yes.
6: They still scare away anything that comes our way. <laughs>
3: I should hope, hope so. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> well, shall we get some rest then? Long day of travel tomorrow.
4: Way ahead of you. I've got some training to do in the morning anyway. <laughs> Good night.
0: Good night, Good night. No, 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 Estrella. Not you. Oh. I just have some questions for you. Follow up for your... Whatever we're calling what you did. I need to know if you're thinking about it at all before you go to bed. What you're thinking about it. I know you told them how you... Did it, but I didn't hear how it made you feel.
6: Well, I always have this stream of consciousness kind of going, and it it almost feels like it's a conversation
0: between like it's just you the two. and this other Astraia.
6: Yeah, it's it's my voice being mm. echoed back at me, and it's a, it's an intern it's it's just an internal dialogue and. It gets worse when other people are around because it's one of those things where you have to constantly juggle what everyone else is saying plus what they're saying and then what you're thinking that these people are thinking about you plus all this other stuff right um so i guess i'm just thinking about all of that and i'm trying to kind of isolate my own actual voice but it's hard right Hmm. I don't understand it. It doesn't scare you at all?
0: Well, I mean, things you don't understand are, are terrifying. Mm-hmm. But this isn't to you for some reason. Am I correct in that? Or does it scare you?
6: I think what scares me was the capability of what just happened. Ah, oh, yes. Because I've never had control like that. Mm -hmm. That was intense.
0: Now, was that your control? Do you feel that you were in control in that moment, or do you feel that this other Estrella showed up kind of with, without you?
6: I guess there's no way to really know, I just...
0: No, there's no way to know, but how does it feel? Do you feel like you were in control in that moment, or do you feel kind of like, you were scared, something, you know, Raz was connected. Raz was really fucked up. And did this savior show up? Or did you summon the savior? Is really, I think, what I'm asking. How you feel. I don't need to know if you know the answer. I just asked. Yes, okay. Yeah. So you asked this other Estrella for help? Yeah. Okay. She just showed up. And When you are getting ready for bed, are you thinking on this at all? Do you speak to this voice? Do you hear anything?
6: I think that, um, my biggest question is this is something that I might, that, that whole dialogue of whether or not this is something that I could potentially actually control, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'm getting any sort of a response.
0: Follow-up question, uh, just because I'm incredibly curious. So for me personally, when I'm sitting down and I'm thinking through things, sometimes I find myself answering myself in my own voice. Is it similar to that? where you're mm-hmm. thinking your thoughts and like, oh, I wonder if blah, 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 and then your voice oh, you comes can do back. you yeah, yeah. And it answers for yeah. you, but you feel a separation. That voice is Other astrea Do you have a name when I was... for this Other astrea or has it always just been Other astrea
6: Well, I always kind of thought it was, I was talking to myself, just this kind of version of myself that I could rely on more. You know, you have um, an image of yourself, and other people have an image of you, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And sometimes when you fall short of that image of yourself, it's quite crumb, it's quite crushing, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things that I think I've never really thought about, to be honest. Um, But I think as I've gotten older, there has started to be some sort of a separation. I've. Started to feel this companionship with, you know, uh, with Razroth and with Titus. And albeit the situation with Titus is not the best, uh, he's always believed in me, and so is Razroth. So it's been good for me, but now it's like there is this dialogue with this other person almost. It's like I don't recognize her as much.
0: Do you know who gave you the expectation that you always failed to meet? Was it you or was it someone else?
6: That is a loaded question.
0: You don't have to answer mm-hmm. it. I'm just enjoying this dialogue and very curious. I think a mixture, right? Yeah
6: everybody does have these expectations of you some variation when they get to know you
2: you as a kid
0: yeah sorry go ahead
6: you know uh I didn't really have anyone so then we're talking about how they had their parents and these people beforehand
0: right? I don't know why it's doing that. Sorry, everybody listening. It goes into chipmunk for some reason. We'll have her repeat it in just a second. Um, So then your expectations for what you think you should have been or for this other Estrella were you. As you gave those expectations or do you think your idea of what award should be also provided those expectations.
6: I think it's also an interpretation of what I... Because you know how you're always wondering what this other person thinks of you, right? Yes. I think it's an interpretation of those thoughts. Some of them have been verbalized, others have not, and it kind of compounds into this one big amalgamation of, you know, this is how I should be and these things that you notice about yourself that are weak, or that, you know, I wish I, ha- I was able to do this, I wish I was prettier, I wish I was funnier, I wish I was more likable, right? So
0: this Estrella has all of these things to you, this other Astraea. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm just wondering where these unrealistic expectations came from, this perfectionism, because I think uh, I'm curious to know if it came from some archetype of what you thought, I don't know, maybe a storybook of, of wards prior that you modeled these expectations after, or was it more that you, every time you thought or felt like you failed, you went, I should be able to do this, I, b- regardless of previous wards or anything else anybody may have told you. Definitely the latter. Yeah. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is this Estrella that I'm talking to right now feels and by these standards will never be good enough. Only this other Estrella that you have created, which is still essentially yourself. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. How does watch continue? I know that Titus is taking first watch, but then after that, how does it proceed?
4: Um, I think that I would like to take second watch, whether or not I'm woken up, because these knuckleheads being wards and duty might take it away from me, so I think maybe I'm sleeping lightly, mm, okay. keeping an eye out for this spider.
0: Alright. Um, I actually think you're all sleeping pretty lightly, uh, if I can okay. say so, just because of everything in the chaos that's all happened. Unless somebody mm-hmm. wants to say that they are in a deep sleep, I'm just going to give you all the benefit of the doubt that, right. uh, you know, this is. To me, it makes sense. This is the first time three of you have ever been out like this before, so it's uncomfortable and not familiar, and… Uh, you just had combat, so I think everybody's kind of uh, half awake. So everybody can roll their observe for me with a 10 shift. Titus, the 66 failure doubles is to hide?
7: That is correct.
0: Okay, just double checking. Go ahead and roll again to observe. Oh! What? No!
5: Ha, ha, ha,
0: no! <laughs> that is insane. What? All right, f- for those listening, he just rolled the same thing. 66 failure doubles. Oh my God. Okay. Punish him.
4: Uh, narrator. Yes. So my stat for observation is 27.
0: Uh-huh.
4: I rolled a, I rolled a 29, which mm-hmm. is partial success, I guess. I'm uh-huh. not sure what, but then the shift is 10. Right. So, so that so makes it met- a success.
0: That is correct. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, did anybody else succeed?
2: Partial. Uh, okay. Vega.
0: Partial for Vega. Mm. Failures are fine. I am going to address Titus's double failure because that's a big deal. Um. All right. So I I will start then. Uh, with Vega, and. Lear,
4: I succeeded, yeah.
0: Yeah, so Vega, you kind of feel like you're not alone while you are sleeping. Whether this alarms you or not, I leave up to you uh, because it very well could be how you've always felt since you've become an apprentice. I don't know. Um, However, Lear, you definitely know something or someone is watching you sleep. Okay. when you wake up, Titus, you have no clue as to what has happened. But for those of us watching, the failure means Titus is the reason this thing found them. Not only could he not conceal himself, but he's completely oblivious of said thing. Maybe he's too... Um,
7: I have a decent idea. Yeah,
0: go ahead. I was going to say it's your eight eyes and you don't really, you're not used to trying to keep watch with eight eyes, but go on.
7: So I picture it as I have found a nice cactus or a bone or something uh, around the campsite that Mm -hmm. I can gain a vantage point from. Okay. And from the lack of hydration and from the whole cave thing that went along um, only a few days now back, I am still just out of it so i climbed to the top of this cactus and for whatever reason i think in my delirious state that holding out all of my legs will make for good camouflage and in doing so i end up tumbling over and splatting onto the ground injuring some of my eyes hence why whatever this thing is okay it has spotted us
0: okay that sounds great i like that i love it um so night will pass Nobody else really knows what has happened other than uh, Lear and Vega slightly. Now, earlier I said nightfall, um, which is habit. However, if you all remember, myself included, right now the sun is not setting in Din. So it will go low on the horizon and stay there and then rise back up. So everybody's kind of had to put blindfolds on so that they can sleep throughout the night. Um, or throughout what would be, should be, night. So now, we have, quote, daybreak, unquote, and everyone is rising. Uh, Lear, you will notice that every, that this thing that is following you continues to follow you throughout the day. So, if you choose to say something right away, then we'll start there. But if not, then I'll travel you guys along a little bit further, so everyone can come back now if you like.
4: Is it just me, or... Does anybody else get that feeling in the back of their head that they're being watched?
2: No, I I definitely noticed something. Really? Really?
4: For a moment, it felt like, you know, someone was walking over my grave, you know, that shiver down your spine. But, uh, I think it's more than just that.
5: Hmm.
6: Hmm. Where did you last see it?
4: Well, that's the thing, I haven't seen it. I just feel it, you know, this almost... Mm. Like a combat sense, you know, like it just makes me feel as if I need to be on guard, like a paranoia almost.
6: Looking around, do we see anything within, you know, any of the natural landscape?
0: Um. well, not really. And I'm gonna assume, because this is just how Astrea is, I'm gonna assume you climb up the edge of the thing and Mm -hmm. look around, right? Because you guys are in what used to be a riverbed, so you've got, you know, tall walls on either side of you made of dirt and crusted sand. Um, so, Astrea nimbly, because this is her bread and butter, man, she nimbly climbs up this edge and stealthily peeks over to kind of look and check out the landscape. And I think it's at that moment, Astrea you realize as you have been traveling, you have reached the edge of the old wood. Are any of you familiar with the old wood?
4: I think Artrella would not be.
0: Okay. What about you? Just only in research. Okay, what do you know of the old wood, Jude? Um, I know that, uh,
3: whisperings and readings of, I suppose, of things of it being dangerous, not wanting to go there. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People getting lost.
0: Yes. Yeah. Anybody else, Estrella, Titus? Have you? Are you familiar with the wood? If you are, I can just go ahead and explain. If you don't know, as a player, they were. uh, It's
6: it's close to Oracle, yeah,
0: or close-ish. Yes. So the the old wood uh, has been slowly creeping north for generations, uh, and it's come from far, far away. Uh, and the deeper into the woods you go, the scary, more dangerous, and disorienting it will become. So, you know, for this reason, anybody that is traveling around it will do just that, and, and that's travel around it, never through it. Now, it it has been slowly moving, and slowly creeping up onto the oracle. However, when it reached um, kind of the border of where you would consider the oracle, it just didn't spread to the oracle. It ended up spreading up towards Hag's Hollow and lurching. Um, so it's sort of, you're on the edge of it and it is seeming to be, you know, creeping its way up towards Hag's Hollow. So you are very close now to uh, mm. Hag's Hollow and the edge of the old wood.
6: And yeah, I I feel as if I would have been curious. I wouldn't have gone too deep into it, I don't think.
0: No, of course not. I would have
6: definitely stayed on the outskirts and hard to see what I could see.
0: Yeah. Way back you, when. You know what I just realized? That's absolutely correct. Of course you would have. Because last time you were here at the Oracle and you looked out from the top of the mountain, you mm-hmm. would have seen the creepy. And when I say the old wood, I mean, it's probably the... When you think of a haunted wood, this is it, man. It's, it's scary. It's got, you know, mist and fog and weird creepy colors and weird sounds. At night, it makes this horrific howling sounds sometimes you'll hear what seems like human distorted voices now you haven't while you were sleeping last night you weren't quite to the edge where you would be hearing this but you are approaching that so you're going to try to skirt around it and head directly towards hag's hollow but basically it's going to be on your left as you walk forward So you're going to be kind of walking alongside the edge of this creepy wood. But when you were last at the Oracle, you would have looked out and you would have seen that the wood uh, probably wasn't as far as it is now. But if you were to be back on that mountain now and look, it has moved and creeped ever forward.
6: this is not where I remembered it from last time.
4: What isn't?
0: old wood it does seem to be moving faster than scholars estimated kind of like global warming
4: <clears throat> the old wood i've heard, heard Jude talk about this before but uh is it any danger exactly I don't know
6: the specifics exactly, but, uh, there's a lot of really bad things, apparently, in the stories that travelers have told. It's creepy. Um, back when I was on Oracle a while back for that pilgrimage I took, I stood up on top of the mountain and I looked down and it just... It radiates some sort of curse or...
2: otherworldly kind of everything, I guess. When she says that, I try and concentrate and pick up that strange feeling that I've been getting since coming back, um, that feeling of wrongness about yes. the magic and try and pick up, see if it feels any concentration here. Oh, you don't need to roll for that.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And what's... In- Incredibly strange. So, also, I should note, I don't think you're quite there yet. But I'm gonna let leave it to you guys to role play it. But at some point, the closer to Hags Hollow you get, the closer to the border of the next ward you will get. And for those listening, wards are like um, states or other countries. Um, y- you'll be able to see that the other ward has water and things are green. And right where the border of Din is everything becomes desert. So, (laughs) because it's flat now and you have really no woods once you get right into Hag's Hollow, you'll see that. But for now, the old wood is blocking your view, and that's weird because the old wood should not have any water either, it shouldn't be alive. But it's, for lack of a better word, thriving in its weird, creepy evilness. Um, you know, everything's still twisted and dark and very moody, so it's not lively and lush and green, but it is still very alive without the the water. Hmm. I see.
4: At all costs, I think. But, um, that does not explain to me why I feel so deeply that we're being watched.
2: I mean, what do we know of these woods? Are they sentient? Do they make choices?
3: Well, everything that I've read is that people get lost there. And some have speculated that they get lost as a result of the woods' will.
4: Mm. So I think it's imperative, then, that uh, if... These woods approach us at all. We stay as far away from the tree line as possible. We do not want to enter the wood.
0: Yes. Agreed. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So you decide to travel, uh, alongside, we're not going in, we're basically staying on this river, and you know, geography-wise, that this river would have taken you all the way up. Uh, to Hag's Hollow. So you can technically follow this all the way and be kind of protected on either side, but the wood is basically to your left as you follow it. Um, as you continue on, you'll notice that your your mounts are getting a little uncomfortable, maybe a little restless. You might have to kind of comfort them a little bit as you're walking along <laughs> this wood. Um, but uh, eventually, Lear, that feeling of that presence is almost overwhelming, and I don't know what you would do, so I don't want to continue. What do you, would you speak up more so at this point?
4: Definitely, although I think, um, if I do start feeling uncomfortable that we are being Trained upon. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make a f- uh, make a show of it. Make whoever is watching us know they're being, you know, that they are. Right. Their presence is known, but I am going to speak up to the group. I'm going to say, "Okay, it's imperative we don't look around." But I feel it in my gut. That something is watching us. Every single time I look forwards, something in my periphery just. Um, be on your guard. Maybe we should close up. Come closer. Ease the mounts up.
3: Hmm. Lear you Um, go in center.
4: Okay, I'm not overreacting, am I? Because I... I,
2: No. I know you you wouldn't. Maybe there's a way I could look. And just see if there's anything out there that we can't see. I... I... I'm going to essentially, um, like, magnify the sense of eyesight. I'm going to take, um, a pair of eyes and bring it closer to the woods and kind of get, like, a 360 view, almost, of everything that's going on around it. But what I'm actually doing is I'm taking Erypha's sight from when we were together that whole time, and I'm using his eyesight to look into the woods and give me what I need to see.
0: shit, okay. (laughs) Alright, go ahead and roll for me. Uh, which uh, be... You can have a plus 10 because I think you're doing this to protect people you really love and care about and they're standing right next to you so that connection yep. will give you a bonus
2: which you know now mm-hmm. having studied and that, that your would be fear. debt magic so yeah okay plus 10 Ooh, success.
0: that's wow. a 2 that's a success <laughs> oh my god uh, okay so I think I think you just see it. Now, the question is, um, when you're doing this, what does this look like for you? Because you're using his eyes, but are they, is it coming through for you? Um, Or is it like a kind of a third person perspective?
2: I think even uh, as I'm doing this so that it's a group-shared thing, I would create the illusion in front of me of what we're seeing. So, I'd create almost, like, a projection um, of everything the eyes are seeing right in front of us. Um, and uh, whereas for me, I would probably… I'd be standing there and my eyes probably would roll back a little bit as I'm trying to, like, concentrate on what I'm trying to do. Okay. And then I'd be letting everyone else um, view. Wow, that's cool. And
0: as you're doing that, I think everybody is looking around, left and right, maybe for a moment, before you realize the voice was coming from very low in this picture that Vega is kind of projecting of the landscape. Uh, This... Probably the oddest creature you've ever seen here in Din will be standing at the edge. So, probably when you see this, you will then look with your own eyes because you see it is standing on the ledge of this embankment where the river used to be, uh, staring at you. Uh, it's standing at a whopping three and a half inches tall, so roughly the size of a potato, for those of you unfamiliar with that measurement. Uh, a Holderkin are very tiny, extremely hairy fey folk. All right, and uh, Din is unfamiliar with anything other than human beings uh, other- that can speak and talk. Obviously, there are lots of cool, crazy, magical creatures, but this is the first time you would have ever encountered anything like this. Um, they have wings that are akin to dragonflies, and these wings work like solar panels. Um, they're collecting the magic around them. Uh, however, uh, we can't see magic. Well, you can't, and uh, so you can't see what would be the gossamer sparkling membrane of their wings, only the veiny, pulsing, branch-like stems that come off their back. This Huldra has wide eyes, a droopy, bright red and white spotted mushroom cap hat, and a coat with more pockets than coat, each stuffed to the brim with… you can't quite figure it out, but it's interesting. She's holding the reins to a holder hair, which we might compare that to a Flemish giant rabbit. Its saddle and saddle bags are made of some sort of spongy fungi, also filled to the brim with belongings. She has wild green eyes, wide with excitement at the sight of you, although she also seems slightly wary of your presence.
4: Whereabouts is she?
0: She's standing on the edge of the embankment like any closer and she could have, you know, snake would bite you kind of expression. You just didn't notice her because she's so small. Oh, okay.
4: Mm. I think I'm going to stumble backwards out of shock that this small thing has a voice. You know, like an elephant seeing a mouse. I'm just going to go, and maybe fall backwards over a a root onto my ass. What is that? Oh! What are you? What
5: are you?
4: <clears throat> I looked to my wards, and I go... What is that?
6: Is there something in the air?
8: What? Are, are we all high right now? Well, what? yeah, I mean, technically, there's a lot in the air that you can't see. Lots of magic floating around. I mean, that's why why we're here, why I'm here, why my family's here. Everyone's
2: watching us the whole time. What does that mean, the whole time? Um, how long have you been watching us? Uh, probably...
8: I'm not very good at math. Okay. Did you watch us sleep?
2: Yes! Great. Okay. <laughs>
4: I would explain it. The eyes. What? Who? Who are you?
8: Eyes? My eyes?
4: sure oh. I just felt a presence is all
8: oh you f- you f- you felt my presence are you magically well, inclined yours yes you must be we very are. good with magic if you could s- sense my presence
4: um well I'll, I'll take that as a compliment but uh oh you should still cool or what manner of creature
8: are you I'm kissing uh, Bogforth Meyer, nice to meet
2: you. Uh, a pleasure to meet you. Uh, right. This is a what pleasure you do, to... right?
4: Um, sure. I, I...
2: walk over Please, and kind of I give it like two ah! fingers. <laughs> ah! um, I'm Vega. Hi, Vega, that's it? Yeah, that's that's it, Vega.
8: Oh, okay. That's... <laughs> A little weird, but alright.
4: I stick out a pinky finger and (laughs) offer it and shake.
2: And I look at Jude and Lear and like, with warning eyes, just like, don't tell them your full name.
4: (laughs) Right, my name is Lear.
8: Lear, okay. Right. Again, weird, but okay.
4: What's so weird about a short name?
8: You don't, you don't name things or add to your name once you fall in love?
4: Um, Add to your name once you fall in love?
8: Mm-hmm.
4: How many times have you fallen in love?
8: Uh, well, lots. Uh, but we only add to our name twice. Uh, we add the, the uh, kind of like the place where we were born and then we add the first thing that we pick up. Hold, claim as our own. I see. Mm-hmm. And then we have our parents, and and what they where they were born, uh, so our father and our mother, and and that's the extent the name. So, listen, I I I claimed a dog. That was my first, <gasps> my first thing that I claimed was a puppy. It was <gasps> eight times my size. Did I couldn't. Me, take did you it get home to choose,
2: or was it just whatever you picked up first? It's just whatever you
8: pick up first. Oh my god. I mean, that's- it's fate, right? You wouldn't pick it up if it wasn't yours.
4: What do you mean by claim, exactly?
8: It's... uh, You don't claim things?
4: Um... It depends on what you mean exactly by claim. I feel like there might be a bit of a... a cultural sort of, uh... thing going on here. Right?
8: Um, well? It's kind of like this. Uh, I claim a thing which means that uh, uh, it's my duty to protect it, care for it, uh, nurture it, and uh, it's mine. And hmm. nobody okay. else can protect it.
4: And where is it?
8: My, mine? Yes. Uh, well, I, I couldn't technically claim it because it was, you know, multiple size is too large. It wandered off. But it's with me in spirit, and and, and I with it.
4: I see. Mm-hmm. You see me take a, a sigh of relief, almost? Um, okay. Uh, what's the name of your rabbit, if you don't mind me asking?
8: Perry!
7: Perry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't Leer sigh, and I aggressively hop from my Dalmir onto Rhea's shoulder. <laughs> and I start the chirp her ear in spider telepathy. Say, how is it that the six of us almost got massacred out there, but this little thing on the back of a rabbit is fine?
2: That is a very good point. You say you're here with your family. Oh,
8: yes my entire family uh, we've been traveling is... for quite a while um couple oh. couple uh generations for us i don't know what that is for you how long traveling... do you live i
2: have so many questions uh, so do I. I mean how can i tell you how long we live if you have no concept of time um, i have a concept of time but i just
8: don't have a concept of your concept of time okay Hmm.
4: Do you know what a day is? Yeah. Okay, well, when we used to have those... 300 of those on... Used to be a year, I suppose? Okay. Right? Uh-huh. Okay. And... Well... Well, using that new metric, I guess you could tell us, no?
8: Uh... S- we've been traveling for p- approximately 50 years. Then, fifty of those from from where to where? Oh, well, we're heading to the Oracle, but first we we have to make a stop here on the edge of the old wood because uh, the flying machines that we're building, uh, we have to use some of the magic from the scary old wood uh, to make sure the that, what? Um, what?
4: Flying mas- machines. Yes,
8: we're <laughs> we're getting the heck out of din. Huh. Uh huh. Why is that? you haven't noticed.
3: Is that the only reason why you're getting the heck out of Din?
8: Well yeah, we'll 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 die eventually. So where are you going? I don't know. That's the adventure. Wherever oh. the magical oh. currents take us. You said you were so going you'd... to Oracle though? Hmm. Yeah, we plan to take off from Oracle because it's a pretty right, high peak. High yeah, exactly.
2: Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There's no guarantee of you where you're going to end up. No. Do we need to?
8: Sure, there's I a v- not. vast expanse out there. Surely there's a place where, you know, it's. you don't get nauseous when you wake up in the morning. Oh, and to answer your question, I'm from Bastion's Bulk.
4: Bastion's Bulk. Mm -hmm. Is that a city or town full of folk like you? Uh,
8: I guess we had what you would have called a town. We used to live on the mountainside. Up at Bastion's Bulk.
4: Would we, narrate to know of Bastion's Valk or is there something in their tongue? I
0: don't know! Let's… It is technically something in their tongue, but I think I will let you roll to see if you can try to figure it out, or…
4: Okay, I have a historian uh, yes. skill, I suppose. Yeah, add
0: 20 to it. Uh,
4: um, add 20? It would yep. still be a failure. I got 99.
0: Holy shit, okay. For some reason… You know what? I don't like this because you literally have a skill that's historian. So there's no way you wouldn't know there's a ward called Bastion. So it's probably somewhere in there. I won't give you any specifics because of your failure. Um, But it's probably somewhere in there. Actually, I have to because she literally said we lived on a mountain. Probably the huge mountain range that spans along Bastion uh, up until the edge, actually, of that ward. Might even go further. I have to look at the map. Yep. So, I don't know what this failure means yet, but it's going to mean something. But it doesn't make sense for me to to say you don't know it. Everything comes
4: at a cost. Yep. We'll figure it out. (sighs) Okay. Why is it that that there are no records of folk like you? Whatever you might be. No offense.
8: What's offense? Is that (sighs) that tall thing that we always gets in the way?
4: Sure. From the food right. In the well, right. Well, we have none of those were intended in this in the context of conversation to get in the way of becoming friends.
8: Oh,
0: I know what that means. And okay, I claim you. And she runs up and will kind of off the cliff of this thing. She'll use her wings to kind of float down uh, to you. And then she just kind of attaches to your leg.
2: You um, can't just
0: claim a p- person. Yes, I can. So
8: I think that technically means I'm Kinnison Bogsworth Wellington Meyer Lear.
4: Kinnison <sighs> Bogsworth Wellington Meyer Lear. Okay.
8: And uh, uh, let me give you something in return. And I fumble through my pockets, Uh, there are so many, although I would technically just call them a pocket because everything is a pocket to me. So uh, let me just get it out of my pocket and I pull out something. Please go ahead and roll, Uh, just a regular D100. Okay. Discover what magical item you receive.
4: I rolled a 14.
8: Okay, (laughs) do you want something that will aid you or do you want something that will aid others?
4: Others, always.
8: Always, I thought so. Um. Okay, so I pull out of my left pocket, but to me, it's all one pocket. I pull out of my left pocket um, something that would look to you, probably, or those watching, like a bottle cap. But I don't think you recognize what this is, Lear. Ha! My most prized possession. Haha. Its name is now Lear. You may take it.
4: Um, I bend down, and I accept it.
8: <gasps> We're friends now!
4: Uh, friends? Yes! I, I look at my wards with this look of perplexion, amusement, bemusement, just… I suppose this is first contact in a way, now.
5: <laughs>
3: I just shrugged at him. If you're going to be friends with Lear, you should get to know the rest of us as well. Okay. I'm
8: Jude. Hi, Jude. I'm Kenneth. You may have claimed me, but... Welton
2: Meyer Lear. Nice to meet you. Wait, is there a limit on how many things you can claim? Or can you just keep claiming things? I mean, technically,
8: you can just keep claiming things. But really, Hmm. you want to... Try to limit it to the most important things, but I'd say this hmm. is the most important. <laughs> I've never really talked to or encountered anything like you before.
4: Uh, likewise. And you may have claimed me, but, uh... These two here... Well, I've claimed them. Oh!
8: So then... Uh, then it's Lear... Uh, Vega... Jude? A lot sure. Of names. Got it. But my oh, name I'm is so Leah
4: Vega Jude.
8: Got it. Okay. And what what about you two? Is that your mount? I'm pointing to the spider.
7: Why do I get the feeling this thing is immensely powerful, Rhea?
8: Are you thinking that out loud? Are you projecting that to the world or just to Rhea? Because this whole time you've been projecting it to the whole party.
7: I think that I'm so flabbergasted that I slip up and this little creature can understand me.
8: I know how to use magic, if that's what you mean. I'm pretty good at it, I'd say. Not as good as my mom, Tinmire, Button Bash, Runefield, but I'm pretty good. So what kind of things do you do with your magic? Uh, Lots of things. Right now, I'm I'm supposed to be collecting things for our flying machines, (laughs) but you are way more interesting. Actually, do you mind if I look at that? I I think I could probably use that. And what about the, what about the feathers, from the big birds?
2: Do you think I could have Mm. some of those? No, plucking them. But if any fall off, you can have them off the floor. Yes, thank you. I
8: really only need one. I can I can duplicate from there. You what now? You can duplicate. Yeah. Can't you?
4: With Mm. great difficulty, I imagine, maybe, but,
3: uh... Where do you duplicate it from? What do you mean? I'll just make a new one. I hop
7: off of Rhea's shoulder, right in front of this (laughs) little rabbit. (laughs) Hi! Could you duplicate me?
8: Hmm... I mean, I don't see why not. Although, there could be some complications. Like what? Well, I'm... Literally creating a second one of you. You might try to kill each other. Yeah, this is not
2: a good idea. You, what would you do really if you saw yourself? That. You know? I really, really shouldn't do that.
8: Because I, hmm. I, I'll i tell you... A long, long time ago... We tried this. Tin Redrick Soup Spring Guppy Swamp... Did this. And they argued for two whole, I think you call it years, as to who claimed what, because technically, they had the same name and they claimed the same thing, and so they argued over what was theirs and what they were supposed to guard for two years. Madness. I wouldn't want that to happen to you, that sounds terrible. You wouldn't even know who you were! Is it? But you don't need to pull from
6: anything to do this sort of magic? Pull from anything, what do you mean? Uh, make an equivalent exchange, or...? Well, everything
8: comes at a cost. Okay. What are your costs? Well, it depends on the thing that you're trying to do, I suppose. Can you bring water to Din? Oh, <laughs> not... I'm not touching that. I'm, ge- I'm getting out of here. I don't think I could do that. Something much bigger than me took it from us. Or you? I guess technically,
2: yes. We've been here. Do you know who it is? No. Who took it? No. What about the magic in the woods? Oh, is it the old
8: woods? Oh yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah. It,
8: it huh? makes us sick, so we're having oh. a pretty hard time uh, collecting what we need, but we gotta do it. So the strongest of us are the ones out scavenging and the sickest of us uh, are staying safe in Hollow. Hmm. That's where we sick.
4: Hags Hollow. Uh
8: uh-huh. you're going to Hags Hollow and yes it makes us sick. What do you need? From the woods? Well, we need them the wood. <laughs> we need magic wood uh, and then uh, anything like leaves or feathers uh, that would help us, you know, take flight. Uh, and and uh, we're going to try to make a few, um, like, flying brooms, uh, flying machines with little um, shell buckets. And then we're going to rest in those shells. And, and then uh, uh, I can show you the plans if you like, if you're interested. Oh I, I am very so oh, interested. Okay. <laughs> And I pull out my plants, which, keep in mind, they're very tiny for me, Uh, so you'd probably have to get close or squint uh, to take a look. But you see these very intricate flying machines that will be made out of magic wood shells, um, kind of like acorn shells or maybe even turtle shells. uh, And um, some hot air balloons as well. And it looks like they plan to have the hot air balloons behind these flying machines. And then the flying machines will guide a series of hot air balloons behind them. And and it, it probably goes like flying machine, hot air balloon, hot air balloon, flying machine, hot air balloon, hot air balloon. So you get the sense looking at these plans that her family's quite large. Like probably two cities worth. How old do the plans look? Very old. That's a very good question. She's been traveling for quite a while. I've been and... traveling for quite a while. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Mm. Do they look older than when the drought hit? Oh, That's yes. That's what I'm mostly curious about. Oh, yes. The second... So they've been planning for a long time. Mm-hmm.
5: Huh. Mm.
4: I see.
8: Yeah, so that's kind of what we need. I can walk with you to uh, to Hollow if, if you like. I mean, I, I'm pretty full up on my stuff anyway. I gotta go on back. Um, I'm lying. I very have well. so much more room. I just want to continue traveling with you, if that's okay. Please don't be mad at me for lying.
4: <laughs> I look to Jude on this one.
3: Yes, um... We can all go to Hegg's Hollow together.
8: Okay. Well, that sounds
4: great! Heard it from her? Welcome aboard.
8: Welcome aboard. What does that mean? You know...
4: It's an old saying from where I'm from. It means welcome to the group.
8: Welcome aboard. I like being aboard. Thank you. <sighs>
4: All right. My pleasure, I'm... ...sure.
8: I'll just be back here. And I okay. scramble away, uh, unlatch myself from your leg, and then I scramble towards the Dalamere. I'm being very respectful. I'm just... I'm not getting too close, because I don't want to spook them, but also I'm waiting for the instant a feather falls. Right. Yeah, not a moment before. Exactly. (laughs) I don't want to offense you. Right? Uh, Right. Got it. Right.
7: So seriously, if I asked you to, you could duplicate me in this form, correct?
8: I mean, yeah, I could. Like I said, you could be arguing for two years as to who belongs where and uh, what belongs to whom.
7: And if I asked you to do such a thing, what would you want in exchange?
8: Uh, well, I don't want anything in exchange. I'm, um, uh, lots of Delamere feathers. And maybe some of that cloth. It would be really nice for our balloons and flying machines. Okay. You want Do me to duplicate you? I,
7: why don't we get to Hags Hollow and then I'll decide, but I, I'm on to something.
8: Okay. What does that mean? Because to me, that means you're literally on something. But he's not on anything, except for the ground. Does he mean he's on the ground?
4: I think he means he's latched onto an idea.
8: You can latch onto ideas? Oh my god.
2: Some would say you could even claim them. Oh my god. Except instead of putting it on your name, you put your name on it. maybe it's claiming you in a way.
8: We do that too. Hmm. Like if we go to a magical place, like that's where bog comes from in my name, because oh. when because we, we'll do our migration, right? Like we spend the spring up on the top of the mountain and then uh, in the fall, we go down to the bottom of the mountain and and I protect and guard the bog. And so the, there's a tree that has my name, Kinnison, the tree, down in the bog. So we do that too. That's
2: it i just got excited sorry i see Mm -hmm. i'd like to see it one day oh Mm.
8: well i don't think i can take you we won't be going back that way
4: very well then in which case on to hag's hollow
5: on to hag's
4: hollow all right it's just this way, right there, uh-huh. uh, Kinson Bogsworth, uh, Welton Meyer Lear.
5: <sighs> wow, you got it. Of yeah. course.
8: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just impressed because your name's, you know, Lear Jude.
2: But before, it was right. just Lear.
8: Oh, I thought mm-hmm. it might
5: well, be I'm
2: too learning. complicated for you. If his name is Lea Vega Jude and you have his name in your name, does that mean your name needs to also be Lea Vega Jude? <laughs> That's way too complicated. Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That's. Of course. That's silly. <laughs> mm. Oh, um.
8: So while I'm watching uh, your creatures here to see if any of these feathers fall, uh, do you think you could keep an eye out for anything else that I could use for my flying machine?
4: Of course. What okay. do you need?
8: Uh, well. Uh, lightweight uh, things for the structures uh, like wood um, or maybe even hollowed out bone but it has to be magical uh, because if it's not then that's pointless because we we have to basically ride the magical current so everything that we put into our machines has to be magical uh and if you happen to find anything just kind of like on the safer side of the old wood great uh
2: i don't want to get too close if i don't have to very well. Same riding the magical current. Can you see it or feel it or sense it or how do you know it's there? Yeah, I can feel it. Can't you? Hmm.
8: Maybe. That's where where the wood is following too, I would imagine. That's the way the wood is going? Yeah. I I mean I I would that would be my guess mm-hmm. if I had to make one, which you did just force me to do. So that's my guess. I guess. Does it seem smart to go in the same direction as the old wood? Yeah. Well, last I knew, Oldwood couldn't cross an ocean. <laughs> so Is the ocean can't that way? Catch us. Huh? The ocean is that way. Well, I mean the current is gonna lead us over the ocean, yeah. We're we're gonna I take see. off from the top of the oracle and are you not familiar with right. your own land that you live on? What do we you protect? What do you guard?
4: <laughs> possibly not to the same level of perspective, so to speak, as yours.
3: Okay. I well, guard Lear Vigor, Jude. That's oh. who I guard.
8: Oh, I see. You must be very important. To each other, I mean. Hmm.
4: I uh, looked at the ground with, I suppose, almost like a guilty expression on my face when she says that.
8: That is a very big honor for, for us claiming another. Right. Okay, lead the way!
4: Alright, um...
8: I'm gonna continue this the way. march. Now, you might find it a little strange that I can keep up with you, despite how tiny I am, but I do get on Perry my mount, which is, you know, a very giant rabbit. Mm -hmm. And we hop along alongside the uh, the Delamere, and I'm waiting for a single feather to fall. Does somebody want to roll to see uh, if any does for me? Just a regular D100 is fine. Anything above a 50, we'll say does not. Below, yes, I get a single feather. What is that? 26. I get a feather! Okay, who's Dalemir dropped the feather?
4: Um,
2: I want to say it's mine since I volunteered the feather, so it wouldn't right. be fair for me to give someone else's. Okay. Uh,
8: what does it look like? Remind me.
2: Um, So Jasper is very sleek. Uh, it's black with an orange undertone under the top wow. side. Okay, so
8: you probably won't ever get to see this. But just so we know, those listening, and and me, and my family, our entire fleet of flying machines will be this color of beautiful feather because I have taken back this Dalimir feather and I'm going to duplicate it and I'm going to use it uh, for our flying machines. So uh, uh, any other creatures or even humans, really, if they're looking and they look up in the sky, they would see this fleet going by. uh, Probably in, I don't know, maybe a decade we we'll Mm-hmm. <sighs> I think so.
0: <laughs> okay, off we go. Are any of you doing anything else? Or should I take us to the edge of Hag's Hollow? And are any of you looking for stuff? Or are you just continuing on?
6: I would quietly be keeping an eye out for anything that might be of use. Oh, bless you,
0: thank you. Yes, yeah, me too. Oh. I've
4: got a cautious eye on our companion. Mhm.
0: What does her cautious eye look like? Just so I can figure out how she interprets this.
4: All right. Well, um let's say I'm riding along on my dalamy like so. Mhm. Every now and then just
8: I see. Yeah. So, I'm interpreting that like uh, you know, we've kind of sort of claimed each other and you're guarding me right. like you're supposed to. So, it doesn't offense me
2: at all. Okay. <laughs> I am taking stock of if there's any changes in the shift of, like, the magic in the air, that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. to see if they are subtly doing anything magical um, or casting anything. Ooh, to see... uh, Yes! I want to see if they're trying to influence us or anything like that as well.
0: Oh, okay. Um, Go ahead, and I'm going to have to ask you to roll for this. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, partial partial success. success. Okay, so I think... Um, I described it for everybody watching and or listening, but I think that you can figure out as much as you'd like about the fact that her wings are like solar panels. They're collecting the magic around her. Um, However, it does seem to be painful when this happens for her.
2: Hmm. Interesting. hmm Okay. And is there any particular school of magic that I get, like, um, the sense of? Like, any flavor that I would A4 be aware of, of? All of them, all at once. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting.
0: To her, there Ooh. are no schools. There's just magic. hmm
7: I'm keeping my eyes out for any puddles of water that might be left over from the old wood, since, you know, we're living in a drought.
0: Okay. Uh, wow. Go ahead and roll for me. You can do observe, or you can do something and dine. It's up to you.
7: Observe, I'm gonna do.
0: Okay, 42 success. You do find some. I
7: it's... immediately leap from my Dalmere into the puddle and start
0: Okay, so to be clear, it. this puddle is gonna be right at the old wood, so it's not gonna be here in this safe little spot that you're in. You're gonna have to get up and scuttle towards the old wood, which is fine. I just want to be clear that you are going towards the evil, horrific forest I just described. Okay. (laughs) And you're going to drink it. Are you going to collect anything?
7: I'm going to save a reservoir of the water in my spider mouth and then scuttle (laughs) back after I've had my fill.
0: I need two rolls, my sweet. I need you to roll a conceal. Uh, You can have a plus 20 shift because... Kinnison Bogfoth Welton Meyer Lear is very focused on the Dalamure feathers right now, and she can't stop you from making potentially the biggest mistake of your life. <sighs> 42, success. She has no clue. That second one, conceal. Oh, wait, no. 42 was for the observe. Conceal. 83, absolute failure. I think she notices you go up, but I think somebody's got to roll a D100 for Bog. Uh, Bog thinks that you are dutifully going and looking for things for her, like she asked you to do. So she's just gonna watch you kind of like scuttle out of you and then you go and you do that. Second role I need you to make is dine flat, please. No special skills, no shift. 11, partial success and doubles. Oh! Okay, we'll have to talk after, after the cams go dark and the episode is over. <laughs> Uh, okay. Amazing. Thank you. Is anybody else doing anything else while we were I'm on there-
4: target, I think, so I'm not doing anything.
3: Okay. Are there, like, uh... Are there, like, broken branches and things hanging out around the old
0: wood, like... At the edge of the old wood, yes. At the edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Super mean, close to the edge. One of those things where you could, like... You could get close enough probably to grab a branch that to her would be like you know massive um yeah but
3: does it have magic
0: if it's on the ground like if it's dead i don't know if you know that hmm that's a great question to ask do you ask bog yes uh uh, yes
8: i mean it's better to get it alive You know to like snap a brush but that's so dangerous i would definitely not recommend doing that i mean but if you you were super brave and you felt like doing it i wouldn't stop you although maybe i would because i might feel a little bit guilty because i've sort of claimed your claimy claimer claimant claimy what i've claimed who you've claimed so does that mean you've claimed me also i think it, yes it does uh, then i definitely would not let you do that because it is my duty to protect you so okay you just dead ones are fine <laughs> thanks for asking
3: how dangerous is it
0: to i go to honestly don't world. think you know because you've heard no, stories what? of people getting lost but that's it right I will leave it up to you. Who's gonna get lost right at the edge, though? No, I don't know! You know? Like, who would get lost at the edge of the wood?
3: This is the worst. Mm. Um. (laughs) Hey, I, uh… I'm wondering if maybe I could grab a stick at the edge of the woods. For For what purpose?
4: them yeah I don't trust that word p- I know that this little fellow is um, you know sprightly and we've never seen one quite like them before however that seems like it might be risky
3: Is there something that we could do with magic? Maybe pick it up with a... a gust of wind?
4: I wonder. This seems like an awful risk. Mm.
5: What if
3: we were to... blow a large gust of wind through the wood towards us?
4: I look to, to Vega... Same? to see if she is in accordance with Jude. If oh, both of you are in the same mind Right
2: I suppose the problem far, would be Not knowing far, what, far, what else you might blow our way
4: Well I mean Our arachnid friend Have just went over to the borderline And was fine Maybe we could ask them to do it again no? I take it we saw them leave And come back right?
8: Oh yeah he totally failed that conceal He saw everything Right Oh uh- you probably also saw him grab the water.
4: Um, how far away was the tree line from where we are? From our little convoy down Maybe
8: a football field? You oh, we didn't that?
4: see him do it. It's a, it's a puddle. Okay. Uh, it's, it's like a cricket pitch.
8: All right, that's fair. I was going to give it mm. to you, but I appreciate that. We don't have inspiration, but you may have Widdershin. I'll remember. Don't worry. It's okay. essentially like inspiration in D&D, so if something goes horrifically wrong, you can roll again. I see. Mm-hmm.
4: All right. So I I ask uh, Titus, would you mind, I hate to use your form or exploit it, but uh, are you capable of spinning a small bit of silk and dragging something along with it?
7: Maybe a, a twig or something? I, with the full mouth of water in my (laughs) reservoir, start to look for a vial in Estrella's bags or on her Dalmere saddlebags. And if I find one, I'll spit into it and say, uh, yeah, I could, I could totally do that. And I scurry back off and try to find a stick or something that Jude might want for our little friend. Go ahead
8: and roll, please. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, What do you think you bring back? Keep in mind, it's got to be for a flying machine, but you can get creative.
7: I find a very large but split hollow acorn.
8: Be a perfect little bucket for me and my adorable little Perry.
7: And I scurry back up and place it on Jude's shoulder.
3: Thank you, Titus. Yep.
8: Does anybody right. do anything else? Or shall I take us to the edge of Hag's Hollow? I'm assuming like if anything were to jump out or, you know, if, if I were to suddenly turn on you and try to kill you, uh, you would do something. But uh, if nobody's gonna do anything uh, currently right now, then I will take us to the edge or I will tell you what happens next. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, perfect. Surprise, I don't try to turn on you, uh, even though some of you might be expecting that. I do not. Uh, and nothing else seems to jump out at us. Uh, I think the old wood gets a little bit creepier when we get closer to Hex Hollow, and we start to see a little bit less of it the closer we get to Hex Hollow. Uh, But we do reach the edge, and then I stop, and I say, okay, well, (laughs) I'm not going all the way in to Hex Hollow, because they're weird in there, Uh, and, you know, they might eat me, but you're welcome to go in there, Uh, although... uh, uh, if you want to come say hi at any time uh just head kind of that way over there down to the left right twice and then down and left again and you'll see a very big old wood tree that we kind of have captured right now uh while we uh kind of harvest from it uh, so you can come and see me before you leave to wherever it is that you're going
4: all right okay well uh it was nice meeting you
8: it was very nice meeting you have a good journey safe home
4: and and you until next time uh kenison bogsworth uh welton maya
8: <laughs> until next time dear <laughs> <fake> vega <it>, dude
7: <laughs> I-, I wave my little tentacle and say i'll uh i'll definitely come find you before we leave
8: oh yeah If you want me to duplicate you, you just let me know.
7: I think I do. Okay.
8: Suit yourself. Bye! Be safe! Bye! Don't get killed or eaten or squashed!
4: Likewise!
8: (laughs) I'll try!
4: It was nice
8: you!
5: What?!
4: What did she say?
6: It was like marrying she said was nice. you.
3: Marrying? Yes. Are you... Did you. Looks what like you, you won't have to, to find to? a bride if you take the throne, huh? I didn't realize that I was going to witness such a beautiful day until. I thought it was a long time from now, but. I Shh, congratulations are sh- in
4: Shut, shut yeah. up, you two. Sh- sh- shut up.
3: Congratulations.
6: Beautiful. Oh, but couple. I'm free to continue. I like that. That's good. Good to know. It's amazing.
4: Uh, let's just get on with it, shall we?
5: Oh,
6: I'm. I'm schmutz-ing. Like you did your marriage? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which episode is this? Nineteen, you said, right, Merks?
4: 19, nineteen, yeah. Nineteen,
0: yeah. episode nineteen. <gasps> Who wants to Crazy. go first?
3: Crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the um, married man should go first. <laughs> is, is Why did speaker. I know? They always finish <laughs>
5: first. <laughs> <laughs>
4: All right, then. Hi, my name is Meyer. <laughs> I played Learvin Blakeguard or Leah Vega Jude today. Um, wow, what an episode. I mean, like, uh, this was a lot of fun. Uh, just getting back into the main storyline. Um, you know, getting along with, you know, what was a really ridiculous fight, being able to, um, you know, use my sword for, you know, like the, uh, I suppose, the... Penance and reprieve healing thing that I've been working towards doing now with extra debt magic to kind of like make it go full circle It'll be cool to show you guys how that evolves from here on end Uh, Is it here on end? Is that have I made that up? Anyway, like um, It'll be cool to show you guys how that works (laughs) in the future. I have some ideas for it that I've been thinking about for a while Um, But yeah, I love today's episode with um, of course the addition of Uh, what was it, Kinnison Kinnison Bogsworth Weltonmeyer Lear. Um, that was beautiful. Like she mm -hmm. doesn't know
0: this, but just for those of you watching, technically, her name would now be Kinnison Bogfoth Weltonmeyer Lear Blakeguard, but she doesn't understand how we Uh, do things. So, technically, that would be her name, but right now, yes, she's gonna go around calling herself Kinnison Bogfoth Weltonmeyer Lear. I can't believe you lied to your
3: wife You've been married for what 10 minutes It's already full of lies <laughs> <coughs>
4: Well only up from here right um, <laughs> Yeah but that this, Words that's me you can find me at twitch.tv Slash Meyer where I do um, <laughs> What's so funny
0: just, I'm the same way man And I'll be I'll trying to speak And I fail and then I'm like words okay mm-hmm. bye And then I just take a sound <laughs>
4: Twitch.tv slash Meyer, where I'm doing, uh, well, Star Citizen stuff, following the development of that game, as well as RP things, um, on uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, wild RP server. Been playing this new game called Dark and Darker, it's in, like, beta or something, it's like a, it's D&D meets Escape from Tarkov. it's weird and cool, mm. um, but, yeah, it's really interesting uh be, I'll be doing that you can find me doing more of that on my channel until then um
3: vega hello there my name
2: is L- <laughs> i am vega <laughs> and uh yeah today was good fun as always it's always uh, enjoyable thrusting magic upon everything that doesn't need magic <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah, I saw someone in chat say that I need a staff, and I'm very tempted to buy a staff now. So, uh, you know what I did for my wizard character? I got a walking stick, and it's dope Ooh. as
0: fuck.
2: I might have to do that. I was thinking to just go to the park and get a stick, to be honest. <laughs> look at this shit, Ooh, oh. dude! It's so cool looking. Ooh, that is cool. Although it's he, there's like a I imagine... full-on
4: walking stick like yeah, a store mm-hmm. in London, yeah. actually. I, yeah,
0: I you could even add old like a
6: little orb or something to the yeah, top of that, too, you really if you wanted could. to. Oh, oh yeah. my god,
0: you're absolutely, I'm gonna do that now. I have to do that. Mm-hmm. Also, although I imagine that um, yours looks something like what I would imagine to be like
2: rose quartz or something
0: like that, or how do you imagine Ooh. that it looks?
2: Mm. I imagine it's like obsidian, to be honest, with like tiny sparkling points of um, What are those?
0: tiny gem. Shit, there are um, stones that look like space. It's not moonstone. Oh, they're like my favorite. I don't they're my the favorite name, too. I have one in my I
5: have oh. one
6: in
0: my wallet at all times. But I fuck if I remember what it's called. But oh. they're basically uh, obsidian. But they've got purple. Um, uh, it just looks like space. It looks like stars in it. It's incredible. I'm Googling it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>
2: we'll figure it out. Um, and then anyway, make a yeah. staff out of one. Hi. And then I make a staff out of one. Yeah, it won't be expensive at all. Um, mm uh yeah great fun as always thank you all for watching um and you can catch me on switch.tv slash leah doing things and stuff and i played trombone champ today that was an experience good times um (laughs) and lots of wild rp which i'll be doing shortly in fact so um yeah thank you and i'm gonna pass it to johnny
7: hello i'm johnny blams you can find me on my channel where i play pretend cowboys if you like that sort of thing if not that's cool too um, today was really, really great. Um, for me, it was the first time as a player where my mind was like moving way too fast. At one point, I'm just like this and I go, I, and then I saw myself doing it and I recognized that I was, because I literally lost control of my face for, from my thoughts. So that was nice. And I was like, Johnny, close your mouth, you idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I literally looked at myself and I went, your mouth is wide open because of that idea you just had. I'm like, Titus is not that surprised. He's also a spider. So I to smash you all with this Yeah also big uh, everyone was like PB was having it was so hard to not just be cackling the whole time PB did absolutely amazing as this little Fey creature Um, big shouts to Meyer as well because I don't think as a cast we've ever had a big lore drop scene like we did today and for me it was like hey where did Titus come from I'm like okay I like I like this improv uh, opportunity so yeah big (laughs) shouts out there Um, I'm gonna pass it over to Faye thanks for having me
6: yeah I'm Phelan, Uh, you can catch me. Well, uh, I'm really great at these, by the way. I'm also really good at them on 100 Club and any other show that I've ever been on, uh, in case you couldn't tell, but um, uh, I played Astraya today. (laughs) 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 Uh, I also, like I said before, I'm on 100 Club here on Table Story on Mondays, uh, which is another really awesome show. It's kind of like absolute opposite, but it's really, really cool. Sci fi kind of cowboy bebop inspired show. Um, yeah, on my channel recently, I've been doing a lot of like uh, Conan Exiles RP, which has been super duper fun, really cool setting, really refreshing. Um, but we do a little bit of everything on my channel, so uh, if you're interested in that, it's all just Phalen on uh Twitter and Twitch. And Variety that's, me. that's is it. the
8: spice of life, baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm James
6: Geese. Uh, all we have left is PB, or did we go through
5: Mergles, Mergles yet? Mergles. Dang. <laughs> I, was so I was
3: like, maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe
5: um, no, hello. <laughs> um.
3: Hello, I am Mergles. You're welcome. If you want to see me stream, I stream Mondays, and Wednesdays, and Fridays. Uh, and I'm an animator. Uh, and I'm making an animated film. And so if you're interested in how animated films get made, you can come and talk to me about that. I'm also like recently been watching a lot of Lord of the Rings lore videos. So if you're interested in deep deep cuts of Lord <laughs> of the Rings lore and just you know go into school for Lord of the Rings, <laughs> um, then you can come check me out on that as well. Lord of the Rings of the Rings,
4: Lord of the, Lord Rings, of yeah. the, Rings.
3: Lore of the Rings, exactly. Um, you know, if you want to find out what Feanor has been up to, uh, then you can come check me out on that. But yeah, Post thank you for depression. having me today. was a- <laughs> Yes. That's the Lord of the Rings joke. Taking the <laughs> life out of his mother. <laughs> anyway, deep cut lore. Go. What? Go Feanor. Bye. Wait, okay.
0: <laughs> uh, am I it? Am I the last one? You're it. Yes. Wonderful. you Hi, I'm Pumpkinberry. Uh, I just want to take a second to shout out uh, my sister, Sisterberry, uh, because when we were little children, something that we really enjoyed doing, and I know I've said this before on, on maybe another episode and also on my own channel, but we really enjoyed creating worlds and drawing maps, and um, we, we're building this world together, and um we had a very lovely weekend last weekend where i basically just strong-armed her and i said what about these tiny little creatures that are kind of like based off of like you know brownie uh creature lore that exists in society today uh, basically the borrowers is, is kind of what we know them as in another fantasy and and i just like you know like what what if we do that and we if they've migrated and and for those of you that don't know My sister, Kindigo, uh, who's in the credits, uh, also did the geography uh, for the world, where I basically was like, I just want a map with like, you know, three locations or like three different continents or whatever, and we just do a thing. And she was like, bitch, no, that's not happening. So the world is as lush and as crazy as it is um, because of her. And uh, we had a wonderful experience last weekend where I called her and we kind of just took a walk through Din together. And we're talking about, she was telling me, here's what I had in mind for the geography. And so then I was like, okay, well, maybe they're from here and and maybe they travel all the way this way and, and maybe these people are here. So um, it's just, it's been a very wonderful experience and um, a show would not be the same without it. I'm PB, I have pneumonia. I'm going to cry all of a sudden, so let's just go out. Thank you so much for watching. Can we watching. get a
4: round of applause for PB's pneumonia yes. and like what must have been like performance high? <laughs> I think PB's pneumonia is Make
5: definitely what we should be clapping
3: for. MVP. Um. <laughs> MVP. <laughs> um. <laughs> MVP. <laughs> okay, let's... Also, rate, rate, the, podcast. rate oh, yeah. the podcast. Rate, review the podcast. Rate, review the podcast, please. It really does
0: help. And uh, we'll see you guys next Tuesday. BYE! BYE!
8: So I was thinking, I mean, uh, he claimed me and I claimed him, so I think together it should be a group effort. If we do some sort of protection spell, I get the sense that they're gonna do something crazy.
0: Pretty please? Hello, this is Pumpkinberry. But you may know me as Narrator Vindin. Thank you so much for tuning into this story. If you enjoy it, please take a moment to rate and review. It really does help us. And for more content like it, you can visit our website at tablestory.tv. You can also find easy links to follow cast members and tablestory.tv discord to join our active and wonderful community. Once again, thanks for listening and Kingmakers returns next week.